Hi, everybody. This is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh, baby. ready to hear some noise tonight you're just seconds away from let's go blues radio all over the hockey universe No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Nice onesie. Is it coming men's? Oh, I think you coming men enough for all of us. And anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. Welcome to Season 8, Episode 76 of Let's Go Blues Radio, the often imitated but never duplicated, the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. We're broadcasting live on Wednesday, July 29th, 2020. This is franchise episode number 262 all-time. Your hosts tonight are yours truly, Kurt Price, Bill Day, and Jeff Ponder. And for your listening pleasure, for the next little while, we'll be talking to Stanley Cup champion St. Louis Blues Hockey to interact with the show on social media, you can follow the show on Twitter at LGB Radio. My account is at Kurt Price. Bill's is at Billy Blue Note. And Jeff's is at JPonder94. You can follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, and uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel where the show is broadcast live each and every week during the initial season. Um, also uh, broadcast live on Facebook as well now, too. Uh, I always forget to add that. For those of you watching the live show on YouTube right now, feel free to comment in the live chat and we'll address what we can. We'll also address we, uh, the comments on Facebook as well. Uh, the website is letsgoblues.com where you can listen to or watch past episodes of the show, browse the fan discussion forum, as well as get some cool St. Louis Blues themed t-shirts and stickers that uh, goes back into supporting the show. Uh, guys, um, I'm not one to be too overly upset about an exhibition game. But I think uh, I'm not sure if they could have played any worse. But anyway, before we get to that, um, how are you guys doing? Good. Would have been better if the Blues would have won. <laughs> yeah. No, it, I'm, I'm good. I'm I'm just happy hockey's back. I. It's an exhibition game, like you said. We'll we'll talk about it here in a minute. I'm I didn't get too upset about it. I'm just ready to see some playoff action. Jesus Christ, we waited four months for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was the buildup for this game was tremendous, and the and the payoff sucked. It's um, like sex yeah. with me. <laughs> yeah, but is there buildup? I mean, really? I mean, it's like okay. Nah, there's no buildup. Nobody I mean, wants that. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants that. Uh, I don't know. You'd be surprised. There's a, there's. <laughs> there's, I mean, there's all, there's a, all kinds of people that like all kinds of things, Jeff. So different strokes for different folks. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, we have a, uh, you started this one, Jeff. The uh, let, the Let's Go Blues Radio, uh, the playoff NHL playoff bracket contest. Yep. Uh, I. I know we've got it in our social media channels. Kurt, did you post it anywhere, like on the forum or anything? Uh, no, I didn't. I, I'll have to do that. I, uh, okay. I, 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 I can did, do that. I, I'll do I, it. Okay. I did retweet and share, I think, on Twitter. It, but it, What? 
Just hmm? worry. Shut up. Hurry <laughs> um, down. No, that's fine. <laughs> no, it's fine. I'll uh, one one of us will post it on the forum so you can find it over there. And then, as I said, I shared it on uh, uh, Twitter and Face. Actually, I didn't share it on my Facebook yet. Uh, we'll share it on our Facebook page. But uh, yeah, right now because there is there was some confusion I saw last night. Um, I I signed up and went ahead and started the bracket because I figured that the bracket would include the play-in, the the qualifiers, but apparently it doesn't. Uh, so the actual bracket <laughs> challenge doesn't start until the 16 teams are determined. Yeah, do you know why? Because the actual 16 teams, that's when playoffs should start. I agree, but I just thought for a little more fun this year, it'd be cool to pick the qualifiers as well. But I agree. It's fine. It's fine. No big deal. So you can go ahead and sign up now, though, so that way you – Get it out of the way, and, and you'll get like notifications to remind you to, um, can, to 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 remember to, to actually fill out your bracket. So uh, you can do that now. Find us on social media. I'll post it on Facebook. I'll post it on Instagram, and we'll have it in the forum over at letsgoblues.com as well. Um, the uh, who won last year? You know who won? Miles Burkemper was his name. You serious? I remember that. Yes, because <laughs> I I actually. Uh, Used to work with him way back in the day at Pasta House when we were oh. teenagers. Yeah, and he won. So he, uh, I, I think he lives in Kansas City now. So he won a free shirt, and I'll go ahead and put that out there now. Uh, free T-shirt from uh, Let's Go Blues dot com slash shop uh, to whoever wins the bracket challenge. <laughs> as long as uh, Bonfire, our T-shirt supplier, doesn't uh, nix it and say nope, can't sell that one. Yeah, good <laughs> lord, nope, no, kidding. that one's. That one's too cool. Okay. That one's too, <laughs> too cool. <laughs> that one's too cool. That Your one shirts is, are too cool. Let's go blues. That, that one is too close to copyright infringement. So, you know, we, we do skirt the line every now and then. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But I mean, that's, that's what makes it cool. I know you want to, I mean, we're, a, it's, I was told once, which is, this is not correct. I was told once that you can't have, I couldn't, they're saying I can't put St. Louis hockey on a shirt and have it blue and yellow. They're saying I can't do that. That's that's bullshit. You can do that. That is complete bullshit. St. Louis hockey, that's not blue and yellow. Copyright infringement. No, no. There's nothing copyright about St. Louis hockey, blue and yellow. That's not no. So that's there's, basically there's a, saying Let's Go Blues Radio is copyright infringement because Let's Go Blues is something they say in the stadium. Yes, I'd say you, that's something. That no there sense. are certain things you can't. You can try to, but you can't. Uh, anyway, I want to want to get some comments here. Uh, first of all, uh, I'll go ahead and read this because Austin Lynch is the man, one of our favorite listeners. It says, happy birthday, Shay. That's my son, uh, eight years old. Celebrated that today with a big blues L. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> Races Fan Rocks 4 says, can I say out of the games that have been played, Edmonton versus Calgary was the best so far. Uh, I'll agree. But again, we'll, we'll get to talking about games here in a bit. Jimmy Anderson, our friend, says, cheers, fellas. Winning Unlimited. Hello, everyone. So good to see Blues Hockey back again. One day we will see Jeff's playoff beard again. And yes, he will. It is being grown out right now. But hey, check out that beard on Bill Day. Let's not even talk about mine. I mean, that that's quite the uh, the getup you got going there, Bill. Is that Stan? Uh, yeah, I started in March uh, with the uh, work from home. You know, uh, I just stopped shaving. And uh, this is as good as it gets, so. It's maybe, pretty maybe good, man. This half a day, so <laughs> it's pretty much true. Don't they say people with uh, with beards are more likely to get the COVID? No, is that? I'm just making that up. I'm just making that up. 
That was I, a myth. That was uh, something that came out about another disease like 10 years ago. So that wasn't no. true. The bird flu or the... I don't know something get the, like the SARS. I think you get the. You know, I know you can get the SARS, but the, the 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 virus molecules they fly through the air and they attach to the beard the beard follicles and they and you and then when you yeah I don't know I'm making stuff up. You know you know what my sister once told <laughs> me. You know you can't grow facial hair. That's true. I cannot. I I've tried. It comes in in patches. Uh, not that I want to, but uh, I've just uh, uh, for fun. Uh, let's see what I can do. And uh, five or six days go by, and it's just not looking very good. So, I'm not a goatee guy. I could probably do a, maybe a goatee of some kind, but nah, it's not me. So my sister once told me that you know you're old when you're putting the in front of regular words, and you were calling it the SARS. I say so... the SARS because it because <laughs> I find that humorous. <laughs> I don't know why, like the bird flu, the SARS, the gout, stuff like that. <laughs> Well, it's Austin Lynch gives you a thumbs up here. He says Kurt's beard wins. Thank you. Yes. <clears throat> the, the, or lack thereof. Mm-hmm. Very clean shaven. Remo- uh, it removes, removes over, on, over on Facebook. The only good thing about this game was my cable went out and I didn't get to watch. <laughs> uh, well, I think everyone's feed went out for uh, for a little bit. Technical difficulties, they said. And I was like, and I <laughs> took a picture. And I'm like, yeah, there's a lot more than technical difficulties going on in this game. Technological differences. Yeah. Uh, the, are we, uh, is all the comments we got right now? Let's see. Yeah, yeah that's see. actually every comment we have so far. Every comment. Okay. We normally don't read every one of them, but I thought, you know what? These guys deserve it. They do. After they sitting do. through that shit show. <sighs> <laughs> uh, official beers of episode number 276. Uh, and again, I, and I'll, I'll say this again, that the, the untapped app, we mentioned it last week that, uh, Jeff, Bill and myself were all on untapped, which is a, a beer, uh, social media for beer drinkers, uh, kind of thing. So you can, when you're, when people are drinking beers, they kind of, they kind of just post what they're drinking and people can see what they're drinking and rate it. And it's kind of neat. So uh, it's not too involved either, so it's it's nice. Um, so uh, yeah, you can check out the uh, the Twitter feed. I think we posted our untapped handles on there. I'm at C Price Twelve, Jeff's J Pine ninety four, and Bill is Billy Blue Note thirty three on Untapped. So anyway, uh, Bill, what do you uh, what do you got on, on uh, for your beverage? <clears throat> I am drinking another one of these beauties that you brought back from Michigan for me. Um, this is. Blushing Padre. Um, it is a um, s- a sour beer that is aged in tequila barrels, and it's ten point eight percent alcohol by volume, and uh, <laughs> it's actually only available at the Founders Tap Room, kind of like uh, what you're drinking tonight. Yeah, I am, and uh, I, uh, I I'm enjoying mine quite a bit. Um, and since we're segueing into me, then I'll go second. Uh, if you don't mind, Jeff, that's quite um, all right, sir. I'm uh, I'm having the uh, French toast bastard. Which did did you have this last week, Bill? You had this last week. Uh, that I I had um, the fudged cup and okay. French toast bastard. All right. And Fritz, uh, <laughs> Fritz says hello, everyone. <laughs> Bill's warm runner, uh, his dog, uh, says hi. He's on camera too, so YouTubers can see that. Uh, you podcasters cannot. So. If you want to see dogs, you're missing podcasters. If you want to see dogs, Bill. If you want to see Bill's dog, 
Uh, actually, you know what? No, dogs run the house. If you, if you want to see dogs, Bill, uh, check out the YouTube show. Uh, I, I, I'm not, so I'm doing the French Toast Bastard, which is fantastic. It's again, it's uh, uh, by uh, by founders. Um, it's got uh, it's a bourbon barrel aged Scotch ale uh, with maple syrup, cinnamon, and vanilla. Um, it's a sipping beer, and it's quite good. And I, I wanted to have a really good beer. Uh, to kind of uh, counter the really bad game we watched tonight. <laughs> nice. All right, Jeff, what you got? I see what you did. I see what you did there. I like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm actually uh, I'm still enjoying. Uh, I think I said last week that I went to Center Ice and got a pretty large pack. I think it was. Uh, I'm going to be terrible if I don't get this right. I think it was 60 beers you can buy at once. Um, so I'm still working on that. Center Ice Brewery, Revolving Pale Ale Series. Uh, this is the three, uh, just a, a good pale ale. Again, I, I'm a big pale ale fan. Um, and Center Ice makes a couple different nice different batches. And uh, it's fun to get the Revolving Pale Ale and not remember or not know which one you're drinking. And uh, that's what I have right now. I dig that can. Hold that up again. If you don't mind, I was taking a drink, but fine. Yeah, to, and turn it to the logo. Yeah, I, I, I you know what? Um, Center Ice does a good job. At uh, I mean, to me, it's the fun. The fun part of of, of probably making beers is is to uh, do the labels. That's probably the most fun aspect of it. I think um, to some degree. But I, I like I like Center Ice's uh, simplistic uh, approach to their labels. You know, so, like Four Hands is really um, artistic. And they're and they're and they're very detailed and artistic, and they're they're awesome. Um, but this simplistic approach is also equally awesome. Uh, I, I do enjoy the simplicity of it. It's nice. Being a visual person that I am, I appreciate the labels and a, and a visually appeasing person to the eyes. You know what's funny? When I got married, uh, or before I got married, um, well, okay, my I don't know how many folks know this. I I won, I won my wedding uh, on. Y98, where all expenses paid. Uh, and when we won the way we were in the studio, Y98 in St. Louis, FM radio. And uh, uh, I, they asked us, you know, what we, what we did for a living. And when I said, I said, I'm a graphic designer um, and uh, mentioned that we we're visual people because uh, my wife at the time was a photographer and uh, uh, Guy Phillips said, Oh, we enjoy looking at you. So that was <laughs> that, that Guy Phillips, he's, he's a rascal. Is he still around on St. Louis Radio anymore? I have no Guy idea. Phillips? Yeah. Oh, and divorce. I can now. tell you what, he's no Guy Bensing. Those 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 all expenses paid weddings don't uh, they aren't long uh, they don't last a whole uh, very long. <laughs> I, I I know of two. A friend of mine had that uh, uh, one also won an all expenses paid wedding and also uh, got divorced as well. So they're, they're not here. I am not winning shit, and I'm still happily married. <laughs> Yeah, you, you paid for your wedding. So that's right. You know, you're monetarily invested, so you're more inclined to stay together. Uh, that's exactly. a good point. That's a mm -hmm. great point. Huh. All right. Keep that in mind for the next uh, go around, Kurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Next go around, uh, if there is one, I'm, yeah, I'll, 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 you know, fuck it. I'm going <laughs> to try to win another one. Why <laughs> 98 You win. Be like, no, you know what? I decline. Didn't work out last time. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that'd be great to apply to their. Are they still doing? I don't even know if they're still doing those. I have no weddings. idea. If they are, I'd be like, hey, 
Yeah, you know, the first one, you know, it lasts like 15 years, but uh, it's no longer. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, are you guys still doing this? So, yeah. Um, <laughs> when the Channel 5 one said that they can force you to go out in 105 degrees and full tux <sighs> in the burning sun. Oh, you know, it's fine. I can tell the story on the air, right? I can, I can tell the story. The, the, you've heard the story, Bill, with what, what I told Jeff while we were on TV. Uh, so, so Bill's, Bill referenced, uh, Bill referenced that a friend of, <laughs> Bill, a friend of ours, uh, who I referenced and Bill just did too, uh, also won an all expensive wedding. Uh, but it was for, was show me St. Louis in St. Louis on channel five. So, and the deal was, you know, so ours was broadcast live on 198 FM radio. His was broadcast live on TV on, on, on channel five. And so, and I was in the wedding and, uh, so I'm, and so was my cousin, my cousin, Jeff, and we're standing next to each other, uh, right as we come back from commercial, <laughs> it was so hot outside. It was so hot. And we're in these tuxes outside in the, in, at botanical, botanical gardens and, uh, right when we come back from commercial, I turned to my cousin. I'm like, I am sweating worse than Rosie O'Donnell's balls. And, <laughs> and he just starts, he just starts laughing and he can't stop. And it's, and it's on TV. It's just, it, it was just funny. Um, so he likes to tell that story. So I don't, I don't, I don't think I ever told that story on, on the show. So I, there you go. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a yeah. good new story. Yeah. Uh, new stories are good. I, I, I repeat storytell a lot. So that one's that one's a new one. Uh, today in Blues History, courtesy of the at STL Blues History Twitter account, uh, July 29th, 2020. Uh, nothing today, uh, according to Mr. STL Blues History. So uh, he did post a couple of things from yesterday, uh, July 28th. So we'll uh, talk about those. Um, St. Louis Blues uh, named Chris Kerber and the radio uh, named Chris Kerber, the radio play-by-play announcer and uh, Kelly Chase as radio analyst on uh, this date yesterday, uh, 20 years ago, yesterday. So happy anniversary to Chris Kerber and uh, I guess Chase. You think Chase is um, a little uh, annoyed that, that, he, that the year he stopped being the color analyst is the year they won the cup? I mean, he got a ring and all, but he didn't get a ring as a broadcaster. You think that bothers him? at all mm, I, I mean, don't is know it, is it a big deal to get yeah, a ring? I, think, I mean it was it was his decision to walk away so maybe i know it was his decision uh, but i don't know I, I mean so he got a ring but what was he involved with the team at all i mean as far as just i mean he wasn't like he didn't have a position with the team he didn't have a he wasn't a broadcaster with uh fox sports or KMOX or um i is think he, he like, didn't he's an ambassador right yeah okay. yeah that's what i thought but is it is that like an official paid position i don't think so i thought he worked with cherries in the like st louis area or something no maybe he does I, I i'm just i'm just asking i don't know um but i, I always thought that was interesting that he kind of like angela sharp who <laughs> was the in-game host for the blues and then the year that she doesn't return they win the cup so you think about this her i bet you it does yeah it probably does bother her <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to find the exact name of the title he took. Um, but I know he's still considered with the organization. Uh, a business and community development, something in that. Uh, so I'm not exactly sure what that means, but uh, he's still sure. with the organization, just not in like a, 
uh, consumer facing role, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and I wonder if that's a, I, I mean, I guess if you have a title, it's a paid position of some sort. I don't know. Um, July 28th, 1995, St. Louis Blues signed Shane Corson of the Edmonton Oilers to a five year offer sheet. So a little tie in from tonight's game in Edmonton. Um, yeah, the Shane Corson era, which overlapped the Wayne Gretzky era in St. Louis. Um, the, 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 for the Iserman goal. <laughs> that's, that's true. Uh, I I liked Corson. I did. Um, but I mean, I did too. We, we got him to replace Shanahan, kind of. So that was. Uh, I mean, you know, it, he's not he's he's not even close to Shanahan. But I did like him though. For what he's a good was. player. Yeah, good guy to fill in on your top six. Hard nosed guy. You know, he's a good player. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Okay, so tonight's game, uh, an exhibition game, Blues Blackhawks. Um, uh, exhibition teams are allowed to dress 13 forwards, seven defensemen, two a couple extra guys. Um, so this was an away game for the Blues tonight. Not that it really matters because you know what? I was wondering. So, and, and I was wondering if this was just because it, it was an exhibition game. Um, we didn't get to hear the the Blues horn or anything for the for a Blues goal tonight, but they did play the Blues sound bites and things for power plays. Um, they also played Chicago's, uh, so, so they did sound, they did audio for both teams in or in the arena. So you could hear it on TV. Um, so, I, and so that was a home so I guess game we'll, for Chicago. We'll, we'll never know if they would have played the blues goal horn, huh? I assume they would have because they played the blues power play dance song and not the, the dance song, but the, 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 they, uh, yeah. I, but, the, I, the Philadelphia Pittsburgh game, I know for a fact, they played both goal okay. horns for the home okay. and away team. Okay, so I guess I didn't. I, I watched the game. I didn't really pay attention, but um, I would assume that yeah, when games start on Sunday, a Saturday, they won't do that. Yeah, it's, it'll be home games. because because how would how would you even do that? How would I mean if a if a if a team has like a, a a song or something they play when they need a rally or a goal late to tie it or something, if they'd even do that kind of detailed you know audio uh, sound bites. Um, who do, do you do you which which do you play the audio for the team that's up or the team that's down? You, I, you have to stick with the home team's audio. You have to, right? I I think it's going to be all home team. I think that's how they're wanting to do it. it makes that, sense. That, that, that I mean, makes complete sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, so before we get into the game itself, I did want to talk to you guys. I don't know what other games you guys have watched in this exhibition, but what have you thought about uh, the setups in Edmonton and Toronto and? Um, you know, how it looks without fans and, and the whole bubble thing. Like, how, how have you guys perceived it? I, uh, I, watching the games as they are now <clears throat> without the fans and the tarps over the seats, um, first off, the look, I love the look. I think the look is about as good as you can do uh, for this kind of a thing. It's, they're, they're, there's, they're, they're, they look nice, visually they look nice. The banners hanging down are cool. Um and uh, Edmonton has got that cool. I guess the I guess uh, um, Toronto does too. That some kind of cool center ice thing up at uh, up halfway up the the lower uh, section. Uh, it's nice, um, but yeah, it's cool. Visually, it's nice. I like it. Um, I and I liken it to. It reminds me of Olympic hockey, early round Olympic hockey, where there's you know not many people in the stands. There's a couple teams that aren't going to go anywhere. Um, but it's on TV and that's what it reminds me of. You can hear, you know, players talking on the ice when Perron in this game, when he slammed a stick on the boards from, uh, after a bad pass and the offensive zone, once slammed a stick on the boards, went to the bench, you could hear the, the boom <laughs> in the arena echo. 
um, which is something you would never hear uh, with fans in the stands. So this is going to be interesting. But, yeah, uh, the look I like. I like it a lot. Um, before we get to Bill, I do want to comment with what Austin said. This actually makes sense. Austin Lynch in the YouTube chat. They were probably testing all the audio to make sure it all worked and so the sound people would know when to use them. So that's actually a good point. They probably just told the audio people, hey, just, you know, goal sounds, you know, what it, whenever you want to play it for either team when they're at home. That actually would probably make sense. Andrew Kern says in the Facebook chat, uh, Bernie was right to not leave the house for this one. That's <laughs> 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 a good one. I, I like saw that. somebody comment that it looked like Bernie was uh, using dial-up AOL. Yeah, what the? <laughs> <laughs> it's a... Uh, um, uh, uh, Scott Warman had uh, uh, a nice little setup. He, I guess he was in Fox Sports' studio, maybe, I guess, in St. Louis or something. Um, uh, yeah, he, uh, but Bernie was on, Bernie was a, a webcam set up in his house. So that was, that was a little, it wasn't as good a quality, uh, even close, but uh, I liked how they cut him off. Do you see that? When they were, I guess there, there's like cues and things in studio where you can, you know, we're going to a commercial or whatever. Um, I don't, I don't know if Bernie got that because he was just talking, 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 and then Warman just starts talking over the top of him, saying, "And uh, we're going to a commercial break," and they, and they left. It was kind of a uh, interesting. I, oh, they gotta work those details out, I guess, as far as like uh, how long you can talk. <laughs> well, did you? I don't know how much of the Cardinals you guys have watched, but uh, friend of the show, Erica Weston, and um, uh, uh, Jimmy the Cat Hayes. It's kind of been interesting how they've been recording from their house too. Like they're commenting on the game. They're just watching basically on the TV that like you and I are watching. So it's definitely yeah. interesting times. You mentioned friend of the show, Erica Weston, uh, who, because you know, she was on the show. Um, if you missed the show, check it out. But uh, um, she, uh, she um, what was I going to say? God damn it. Never mind. Keep going. She does a great job for Fox Sports Midwest. That's what she was. She say. does do a great job. Um, so, uh, but uh, her and uh, oh, I was gonna say uh, Jimmy the Cat Hayes. So mm -hmm. he'd be a good friend of the show. He'd be a good guy to have on the show. I think I could. I could get him on because he can. Yeah, because he is very. I'll work my magic. His his. Uh, I love his sarcastic humor. His deadpan stuff. He, on the on the air, he don't he don't care. He'll, he'll deadpan oh, yeah. and say whatever. That's so funny. That's what I was he's say. good on uh, on TMA. Anybody who listens to the, the morning after, after he's yeah. he's a good part of that show too. Bill, we've uh, we've kind of been ignoring you. I wanted to ask you what what do you think of uh, Edmonton and Toronto and anything you've seen with uh, this whole setup? I think uh, you know they've they've really gone you know a long way to uh, to make the players happy. Um, you know, that, that was my first impression with all the coverage from, you know, the before the game started, you know, the great touch by the NHL, you know, for, for all the guys with families putting, you know, decorating the rooms with pictures and, you know, getting the kids to write letters and stuff like that. That's an amazing touch because, um, you know, these guys are sacrificing quite a bit to be away from their families for, you know, potentially a couple of months. Um the I I like the rink setup. Um, I commented tonight on um, Twitter about um, noticing that the uh, the nets, uh, the safety netting behind the goals is gone, mm. um, which I think it's you know it's it, it is you know it's not necessary because there are no fans to get hurt, and now we're not going to have to suffer through some of the you know most painful uh, video reviews. 
um, <laughs> for that. Uh, I think that's great. Uh, you know, a few years ago, that's a detail the NHL might not have cared about enough to make a change. Um, I also noticed uh, the boards tonight um, that they're, you know, they must be just doing green screen for all the boards now. Um, but it was, it was the um, Scott Trade Center boards. Um, I didn't place. even pay attention to that. Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, my uh, sister in law was like, yeah, my sister-in-law asked, she goes, why is Stooks advertising in Edmonton? And I was like, oh, no, that's, and that's when I realized it. Right. I I realized, I saw that um, the company that I work for was advertising, and I know we're not a national NHL sponsor. Um, so it was, uh, um, I, I think that's pretty cool. You know, that, that uh, it's probably one of the, one of the, you know, the, the things that was negotiated into the, uh, the TV contracts. Um, but, uh, you know, I think, I, th I think the, the game presentation is going to be good. Um, I, I, you know, I not having fans in the stand didn't detract from the game for me tonight. I mean, the game detracted from the game, for me <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, it, it's, it's definitely, you know, it, it's got a different feel, but it, it's it's doable um you know i'm, I'm totally gonna watch it um i i'm in the camp that you know i mean i don't have kids so i don't have to explain you know why somebody just dropped five f-bombs but i'm in the camp that you know i would i would actually pay a little extra to hear <laughs> hear the live commentary that's an interesting and, yeah, take i mean that would be awesome to 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 have like a pay-per-view system where you get uh the uncensored Right. That's interesting. I, I have seventeen rating. Yeah, I like that. I'd I'd pay. I don't know. I'd pay. I don't know, what would they charge? They pay five. They they charge five dollars for NHL TV now. So I'd pay an extra five dollars for an uncensored version. Huh? I would too. Yeah. That'd yeah. be awesome. Not that not um, that I'm against, not say... that I'm against the uh, censored version. I don't. I mean, it doesn't bother me. But if I could have the unfiltered, yeah, I'll take it. Um, I'll just add that uh, first of all, the yeah the the the. Decorating the hotel rooms was such an unbelievably awesome touch um, by the uh, the NHL for, to do that for their their families. I mean, you got to assume these guys just spent a long time with their families, and leaving it all is going to be harder than usual. You know, just going on a road trip like they used to. Now you're only not only asking them to leave their families after being with them, cooped up with them for three months. You're asking them to be gone for possibly a couple more months now. And it's just, it's a huge culture shock. So that's a great move by the NHL to do that. Um, and then I'll add too uh, that I was actually concerned that the no crowd would bother me um, more than any other sport. Uh, Cause I've been watching the uh, Cardinals as well. And I'll say it's way more noticeable with baseball. Um, Cause you, I, I never thought about it. Cause you see behind the plate, there's rows of seats there. Anytime there's a foul ball, anytime there's a, a ball hits the outfield, you really notice the empty seats. And well, there's more. The there's NHL, more. NHL, the game. There's well, more the seats. game is just the game's so fast in the NHL that you're paying attention to the play. It doesn't yeah. matter sure. where the puck's at on the rink. You're watching the the skates fly, the sticks, the the puck going 100 miles an hour. So it's not as you get more wrapped up in the game and, and it's probably just cause it's a quicker game. And I hardly even, I mean, I literally, there's times where I thought, 
oh yeah, there is no crowd there. You know, it, it, with baseball, it's just always in the back of my mind. Baseball stadiums also they hold like three times as many right. people, four times right. as many people sometimes. Um, so it's there's a lot more empty seats there too, and they're not covered. You know, they're not uh, not as many anyway uh, are covered in baseball stadiums. So. Um, and, and the camera angles in baseball, you know, I mean, just because, you know, pot flies, you know, home runs, you you get more panning around the stadium in a baseball right. setting than you yep. do in hockey. Yep. Yep. Um, so what, what would you guys, if you were uh, playing in uh, a bubble city, um, we've all seen the amenities that, I mean, like the, within the arena there, they've got like TVs, couches uh ping pong tables and bubble hockey and stuff like that um what would you guys what would you guys so if you're going to be in a in a in a bubble situation for a month or longer uh most teams will be there for what a two or three weeks um or half of them so what what would you what would pacify you what would you what would you have to have you think? Uh, I think the, the ability, the ability to listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. I can tell you that much. <laughs> so the internet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Free interwebs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I think. You know, give me, give me a, a, a huge ass TV, um, like, like, so you can watch with your teammates, uh, other games going on and stuff, uh, and uh, couch, lounge area, ping pong table, bubble hockey. I'm good. And it's, I mean, I'm really, oh, I mean, simulator. Golf simulator. Oh yeah, all oh, the which, which team had that uh, posted that yesterday? But that, that looked pretty damn awesome. Uh, well, the, the they said they're, they eventually uh, uh, over time they will let the teams probably golf. Um, yeah, yeah. They, they said that there in Edmonton there are um, there's at least one golf course that is going to be uh, closed for yep. a couple days a week for yep. only NHL players. Yep. So uh, that's that's pretty awesome. Um, I, I'd, I'd be all over that. <laughs> yeah. For me, um, I would just ask for, I mean, I would like to be able to, to go outside and do something, whether it's, you know, an outdoor pool or maybe even like an outdoor track, uh, that I could run around something. I would have to be outside at least a little bit. Um, yeah, big TV would be nice, but I think a lot of those hotels not... have like in hotel like home theater systems. Yeah. Um, well, so I think that teams could like get together, a couple of guys get together and go watch a movie together or something. That's probably all I'd ask for. I mean, that's, uh, that's, and then just being able to access the rink, you know, go to the rink and work out. If I'm like, we don't have a game for two days and you know, I want to hit the treadmill as long as I can go somewhere to do that. I'm probably happy. Yeah. I don't, I mean, it's not, it's not like, it's not like in uh, Better Call Saul, where if you guys have seen that show, where these these this group of guys are, are are basically quarantined underground for like I don't know how long it is six months, where they're building something. Uh, it's not like it's that long. It's you you know you're you're gonna have this for for most teams half the league. It's gonna be a couple weeks, um, maybe if that much, um, and the other half will be a little longer. Um, it's not, I mean, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, they're getting paid well. So that's, that's, that's a nice, okay, well, yeah, it does kind of, I can't do a whole lot of stuff, but yeah, I'm getting paid very well. And I get to, you know, I'm playing hockey for a living. So that's, you got to fall back on that. I think at some point, if you're, if you're feeling uh, a little, 
secluded or whatever, um, they still they've still got it pretty good. Um, and actually, I think the Blues said they got the uh, or they they got the the best floor in the hotel, uh, closest to the, the one attached to the arena, um, and the best amenities because uh, and part of that was because they finished first in the West, I guess. Right. Yeah. So, it yeah. went by uh, your point totals. Who got yeah. the best amenities? Um, yeah. and the Blues were number one in the West. Yep. So, so they have they got they they got a pretty good setup. I mean, as far as setups go, they've got it pretty good. So uh, that's my that's my question is: Let's just say so we all know that um, I think it's what six teams can stay in the uh, the hotel actually attached to the arena, but then they've got one or two other hotels to fit the rest of the teams. So let's say one of those top teams gets knocked out in this qualifying round. Um, do they move that one of the teams from the other hotels to the rooms that are now vacant? I don't know. I would, I would, I'd almost say no, just because, uh, once you're set, I don't think you want to go moving too much. That's what I would think too. But you got to wonder if the NHL's like, listen, we've got the whole hotel booked up. If we can get out of one of these hotels and not have to pay for the entire hotel, yeah. You think that the NHL would want to do that, but I agree with you. I would think the players and coaches would say, "No, we want to stay put for the whole time." Like, like after I'm in, after I'm in my room for let's say I'm in, let's say I'm even if I'm in my room for a week or two or whatever, and I'm you know my room is you know clean whatever it's not infected. If I'm moving into a new room after two weeks, uh, that would I don't know. I mean, is it being too paranoid about the virus to? think that way to not want to move rooms if you're safe in your own room i would just think superstition guys guys already want you know there's gonna be guys in the team that say we won and we with this setup let's keep it going you know yeah we we weren't expecting the blackhawks win against the oilers we don't want to switch hotels we just won a series we weren't supposed to win let's keep it the same way and keep rolling that's what i would think the biggest complaint would be if the nhl told them they had to up and move yeah, no, no. there'll probably be that complaint, but I think at the end of the day that the cost saving is going to be the thing for the NHL, right? It, it, it's it's yeah. going to come down to money, um, and they'll they'll force teams to to relocate. And I I think that also you know when you get down to the you know the the you know the final uh, eight teams and you've got six teams at the at the one hotel and two at the other, yeah, you know, that that's going to be an interesting dynamic. You know, uh, you got teams, you know, the, the presumably if they're doing it, you know, by standings, they're going to continue to do that. You're going to have the top six teams there and then the bottom two. I don't know, just, just I don't know how much interaction there would be uh, in the bubble if, if everybody's going to be required to stay within their own teams, but... Um, it, it could it could make for some interesting storylines. I know some of the teams have requ- have have requested not to interact with other teams outside of the, you know the games. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, well, wait, I mean actually, you're I'm... staying in the same hotel for weeks on end, possibly. Like you really can control that from happening. I, you know, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I maybe seems like an odd request. I get it. I completely get it. But it just seems like a almost near impossible well, request. Well, if it's coming from the players themselves, you know, just stay away from each other, right? That's, that's yeah. But again, I mean, is every every single player on the roster going to be cool with that? You know, if 
let's say Tarasenko and Kovalchuk for whatever. Let's just say Kovalchuk's in the West. You're really going to tell Tarasenko, hey, no interaction with one of your best friends? That's just not going to well, happen. I think Tarasenko is a bad example because he, all he said was he needs a bed. All he needs is a what is it? What's right. his quote? All he needs is a bed uh, and a, a, and food. Food and a bed. That's all yeah, he needs. Food and a bed. Yeah. <laughs> I think Marcos Candela also echoed that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that and that's like. Could you imagine though? Like, say say there's a, a not so public rivalry uh, as heated as Matthew Cut. Kachuk and Drew Doughty. Imagine if the Kings and the Flames had to share a hotel space. You know, <laughs> they, imagine the Kings that's a, were good enough to uh, be here. That, that that could make for some good storylines. I would. Yeah. Um, that's a good point, Bill. You know what the NHL should have done? They should have appointed RAs for all hotels, <laughs> and they could have had Drew Doughty be the RA for the Western Conference. <clears throat> That would be funny. <laughs> that sounds like a sitcom waiting to happen. Do, I, is it just me, or I mean, is is Drew Doughty like hated? I can't stand him. Speaking of Drew Doughty, I can't stand that man. Everything about him. He, I, he, he. Uh, even his trash talking on the ice is lame. I just, it, it, he's, he's a. I can't stand that guy. Am I alone on this on an island by myself? No, I don't hate him. I just am not a big fan. He's he's kind of I'm kind of indifferent on him. Can't stand him. Can't stand you. Can't stand you. Yep, that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so as far as the game, uh, the Blues and Blackhawks game tonight is concerned. Um, so Dunn and Steen were not in the lineup, um, and the rumor is that they think. I mean, this is I. I forgot who who tweeted this out, uh, whether it was Jr. or Korak. Uh, the, the rumor is that Dunn tested positive for coronavirus, uh, but he was practicing with the team and everything too. So I don't know. I'm not sure what that's about. Um, but Dunn and Steen were not in the lineup tonight. Uh, Brower and Mikola were in the lineup, which when I saw Brower's name, I was like, really. Come on. Yeah, I kind of forgot he was I still on the roster. I was like, "Geez, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, when I, uh, when I saw thirty-six out there, I, I was hoping that uh, Pagansky had taken a different number, uh, or or Trianic was, was back. I was thinking Brian Helmer was back. <laughs> Trianic Helmer was twenty-six. Was he? Six was twenty-six. Yep. Yeah, uh, you're was. you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I had the six right. Sorry, sorry to burst your bubble there, Kurt. No, that's fine. That's fine. You're right. <laughs> um, so like I said, teams can use two extra skaters in this game only. Um, so Crawford started net for Chicago who, uh, it was revealed that, uh, he had uh, coronavirus. So he missed most of camp with that. So he was one of the, I guess, one of the two players that tested positive in the 800 or at some point. Uh, yeah, it, it actually came out well, well, a good time ago that, that he flat out said, yeah, I had, I had it. Yeah. And, well, um, after he had it. Yeah. Yeah. I was shocked that, uh, I mean, I knew that that he was traveling, but I thought they'd maybe give him time. But then I thought, you know, they're starting against Edmonton what on Saturday or Sunday? Yep. Like they're they're probably going to want their starting goalie in game shape. So I got it. But it, it was just kind of surprising to already see number fifty out there. Um, let's see. Uh, it's funny because Pang wasted no time in in giving when talking about Tarasenko <laughs> uh, in the pregame. Uh, 
he wasted no time in, in giving the old line. It's just like making a trade. Doug Armstrong was like making a trade uh, as far as uh, with the return of Tarasenko. Um, that, I mean, is that ever going to go away? That's, Man, <laughs> that, that I, line. you know, it's funny. It's not just in St. Louis too. I've, I've oh, heard people all across yeah. everywhere say it. And it's every fan base hates it. Every fan base. And it's just so funny because you hear it from announcers constantly. And it almost makes me wonder if it's intentional to just troll the fans, like, you know, they're going to hate <laughs> hearing this. They're going to give me shit on Twitter for this, but I'm going to say it just to piss them off. Maybe. I always think it gives like the, the GM, like a, uh, it's like a sound bite for the GM when at the trade deadline, if, if uh, a move's not made or the a big enough moves not made, it's like, ah, well, we're going to get so-and-so back. That's like making a trade. There you go. That's what we're doing. So, uh, that's, that's, I mean, it's, I'm pretty sure that's where it was invented by a, by a GM at some point. Oh, it had to be. <laughs> it sounds um, like something. If, if you use the wrong Quran voice, it definitely feels right. Like making a trade. Like making a trade. Like the 30-year uh, the smoker. Um, <laughs> so uh, Zach Sanford, um, they, uh, there was some talk about in the pregame and, and early on in this game, especially about uh, Sanford and, and how well he did this season, the second half of the season. Um, so I wanted to ask you guys, if, if you thought that um, we've been hot and cold on Sanford on this show, um, do you think, I mean, if you we were going to predict, um, which it's hard to predict anything after uh, 140 days off, because um, you really don't know what's going to happen at all and how, how well teams are going to play and how players are going to play, if they're going to continue how they were playing before or not. Um, but do you think that uh, Sanford's going to continue uh, his uh, hot second half, or was his hot streak, do you think, an aberration? I think it's more of a we're going to see a middle ground um, because we we talked about it, and I was always a Are Sanford you running for supporter. office? Because that's a very political answer. Well, um, <laughs> here's my thoughts on gun control. <laughs> um, no, I uh, <laughs> and abortion, gun control, you guys abortion, talk about abortion, and uh, talk about abortion. Apparently, mass yes. is all out there too. Is <laughs> with gun control, abortion, too. it's mass now yep. too. Yeah. Uh, no, so I, uh, I, I think it's going to be more of a middle of the ground thing because I was actually a supporter of Sanford uh, more than most people uh, during the last playoff run. I thought he's playing well enough. The Blues are winning. Why switch things? Keep it rolling. He's playing fine. But then I was actually on the side of pretty much all of St. Louis about halfway through the season. I said, man, he's really just, he's mishandling the puck. He's really hurting his line mates. He's not making smart plays, but then he just went on fire. So I think what we're going to see is more what, what at least I saw. And, and I think a lot of people saw during the 18, 19 season playoffs, um, uh, just a, a guy who's there, can score a goal here or there when you need him to, but more of a, not really a liability, but a guy you can throw in your top six and, you know, it's, he's there. He's there for support. He can <laughs> score a goal here and there. He's not going to slow down the line by any means. That's what I, I expect out of Sanford more than anything else. I guess this is really yeah. a question of whether you're a Sanford fan or not, to be honest. Kind of. If yeah. you, I mean, if you, if you, if you're optimistic about him, you're, you're kind of a fan of his. If you're pessimistic, then maybe not so much. Um, Bill, uh, what do you? Uh, I mean, your thoughts? I, I think that I think that you know what he's shown is that he's he's a streaky scorer, and when he's 
you know, on a streak, he scores. You know, he gets the puck in the high slot, and he's got an effective wrist shot. You know, he's – but he's got to be there. He's got to work to get there, and he's got to be ready for those opportunities. You know, I, I think his type – his style of play – um, you know, with this much time off, I, I think it's probably going to hurt him. I, I don't expect him to be as effective. Um, you know, I think the, the one guy that I would pick to be highly effective, um, and maybe this is just me buying into the hype of everything I've heard coming out of, you know, the camp is Sammy Blay. You know, he's, he's, a you know, he's a big presence. He's driving to the net. He's you know, he's there in the right areas making the right plays. Um, you know, I just, I don't know. I, I think Sanford uh, gives Sanford a, a game or two, and it, it's good that they're, you know, the, the Blues do have the round-robin play. Um, but, you know, I, I, I don't expect him to pick up where he left off. I think he's got to work himself back into that group. See, I think um... – my take on Sanford, I was a, I was a, after we acquired him, I was a fan. I liked what I saw from him. I liked his potential. And then I think uh, we've talked about this a lot about how he just kind of became more streaky and more disappointing as far as like, he just never got to where we thought he was going to be in the short time we've had him. Um, but uh, I, I, uh, I don't know. I, uh, I hope he uh, he continues what he's has done in the second half of the season, but uh, um, I I'm not optimistic about it. Um, I hope I'm wrong about that. I would love to see him, you know, be a I don't know three goals every five games, got a guy in the playoffs, something like that, would be kind of great. Um, but uh, two or three goals, but um, I don't know. I, I'm gonna if I were to if I were a betting man, I would I would and I was forced to put a hundred bucks down on whether or not he's going to. Uh, uh, continue to be an offensive guy, or uh, like Jeff said, more of the middle ground or or less. I would I would I would say middle ground or less on what he's done this season. So um, hope I'm wrong about that. But um, so uh, the uh, best in tonight's game, um, the best chance of the first period went to Chicago, partly due to uh, two giveaways by Petrangelo in front of his own net in like three seconds. Oh. Which, God, which was kind, which was kind of like a, a like a microcosm of this entire game, right? Yeah. Um, giveaway after giveaway after well, mishandle. Did you, did you see? Uh, did you either guys watch the the first game, Pittsburgh Philadelphia? A little bit. Uh, yeah, um, yes, yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I watched a, Chris eh, Letang. Chris Letang had a terrible just fluff of a pass. I think it was actually on the power play. Right in front. I think it was Sean Couturier. I mean, it, he gave it right to him. It looked like a perfect pass to the slot. And Couturier uh, just one-timed it. And uh, I think it was actually, uh, uh, I think, uh, was it Matt Murray who was in at that point? Yeah, I think it was Matt Murray who made the save. But it was just, it was like, oh, my God. I, I can't believe, like, I don't care how rusty you are. That just should never happen. Yeah. And then I saw Petro do the exact same thing this game. I'm like, that is just, I mean, it's, again, I'm not, you know, it's an exhibition game and you're getting your legs back. I get it. But that's just not something you ever do. I mean, ever. 
that's just a bonehead Eric Brewer play. You know, that's not a seasoned NHL veteran (laughs) who, you know, and I'm again, I'm again, I'm not who is up for a new contract, by the way. I know. And I'm not saying that, that, you know, I'm mad at him where I was just kind of laughed it off when it happened. Because again, I get it. It's your first game in a while, but you should never, why are you moving it in front of the net like that? You know, and that, that, that play um, is, is the reason, and I'm not saying he does this all the time, but he does that kind of thing there at the blue line. I love Petrangelo and he had a fantastic playoff last season. Um, and has had a good year this year, but damn it. If, if, if those kinds of plays aren't, that's, what's going to stop him from ever being a Norris candidate. His, those types of giveaways, those kinds of flubs, uh, those kinds of hold-ins, the blue lines that he just can't do, which happened tonight a couple times. Um, mm-hmm. Just I, those things, those little things, which can be big things, like the, the my God, the the, the turnovers. Um, that's that's always been my beef with him. Again, love him, and most of the time he's great, but he he has those huge gaffes at times sometimes, and something that that happened it happens a little too much for a guy that you want to be Norris candidate, in my opinion. Yeah, and there was a couple times where I felt like, and in, in Bill, I'm not going to steal your thunder here, Bill mentioned off air that it seemed like the Blackhawks, just every chance they had was down low. They just pressured the Blues defense and just came up with chance after chance in this game. But, um, and again, that uh, that came from Bill before we started here, so I don't want to take credit for it. But one thing that I wanted to comment on that is I felt like they really did that with Petrangelo in this game. They really just forced him to make the play in his zone. And and, and the, the, really the top pairing with Gunnarsson when he was out there too, they just pressured those two guys to turn the puck over every chance they got. And you got to think that, and again, with this being an exhibition game, I get it. Guys aren't 100% yet. Even in these round-robin games, they're not going to be 100%. They're getting there. But when these playoffs actually start, you better believe that's going to be some game tape that whoever the Blues opponents are going to be watching because it worked tonight for the Chicago just over and over again. Yeah, no, I, I mean, how many times have I talked about, you know, my my thoughts on Petrangelo are um, he's good when he, you know, doesn't overhandle the puck. He gets rid of the puck quickly. Um, especially at the blue line, um, you know, if, if he's in his own zone, sometimes he can stick lot, stick in a lot of trouble. Um, but more often than not, where he gets in trouble is when he's overhandling it at the point. And I think, you know, just the the ice is awful. Um, you know, it was it was yeah. apparent just how bad the the ice was during that game. We've got the you know the Canucks and Jets game on right now, and it's the same thing. The puck of the blue line, you get it at the blue line, you get it down low. You don't try to handle it uh, or else the, uh, the other team's going to pressure you. It's going to chip out of the zone or worse, they're going to force a turnover and get a breakaway the other way. Shoot, um, shoot. I'm not saying shoot, get the puck down low. And, and this is the point that I was making that Jeff alluded to. 
the Hawks were effective because they got the puck down low and worked worked around on the power play, got somebody open in the middle of the slot, which should never happen. Yeah. Uh, but that was the but that was the, they were effective. The right now the the Canucks just got done with a power play and they got the puck to the point and they were effective when you know the puck immediately went back down low. Uh, the last play right before the power play ended uh, was uh, puck turned over towards the top of the zone, and I, I don't know who it was, but they they tried to stick handle pressure by the uh, by the Jets turnover pucks out the other way, and penalties over. Um, so I I think that's that's a major adjustment the Blues are going to have to make. Um, they relied a little too much. Uh, on their defense to control the play in the offensive zone, and they're going to have to make that adjustment. If if the ice is going to be this bad throughout this tournament, it, that's got to change. And I don't think. Yeah, I mean, Petrangelo, Petrangelo, and Pareko both overhandled the puck tonight at the point. I, the one guy that I was impressed with who jumped in, it got the puck down low, was Justin Falk. I don't know. Maybe this is his time to shine, but. I was thinking during the game, speaking of Falk, um, that he's been a whipping boy this season for the Blues. Uh, even though the Blues had a, had a very good season, a great season, um, he was. You know, it seems like every team always has to have a guy, and he was he was vastly underachieving as far as you know his salary and what we expect of him. But uh, it's it's what he if he has a decent playoff scores a big goal in a game or a game winner in overtime or something uh i think all of the all of the um whipping boy stuff with him goes away it just poof goes away all of it and i think this this playoff could be a big deal for uh for a falk just- yeah and and let's face it if falk has a really good playoff that makes the Blues' decision with Petrangelo even more difficult. Yes. Yeah. It's and a, so many angles. That's a whole. Yeah. That's a whole facet that the Blues are considering. You know, if they if they see Justin Falk step up and have an excellent playoff, all of a sudden Petrangelo becomes expandable or expendable, and you tell them, "Hey, Alex, we love you. You're you're our captain, but we don't need you. So if you if you want to take this offer here." Cool. If not, we're good. We don't need you. So it's it becomes a very difficult situation. I agree. Uh, and to be honest, if if Falk can be the Falk that he has been in the past, oh man, I hate to say it, but Petrangelo is expendable for 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 what he's probably commanding in price. So yeah. if if he's going to sign for seven million per. Seven and a half. Well, yeah. Then that's oh, it's a different story. That that you want to try and get him for that, but uh, yeah, if 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 Falk can play the way he's played in the past for us, then uh, to sign Petrangelo and have Falk and Pareko, holy I mean, we, embarrassment of riches. Could I mean okay? Let's say we sign Petrangelo and Falk performs as advertised. We've got probably the best the best performing defenseman defensive core in the league uh, and the best defensive core we've ever had and that includes teams we've had with Pronger McInnes so yeah 
Yeah, we talked about uh, uh, point scoring with defensemen, how it was uh, shocking that, uh, uh, I don't remember what it was, but uh, was it two Blues defensemen? We've never had two Blues defensemen score more than 60 points at the same time or something weird like that. And I remember us just, or no, it was three defensemen, and we thought, how is that not possible during the McKinnis-Pronger era? But we're like, well, wait a minute, who would the other guy have been? Havanoff. Havanoff? Yeah, <laughs> Havanoff right. was the only guy. But there's no way. He was never going to put up Salvador points. Salvador, Havanoff. Maybe. Yeah, but Salvador <laughs> wasn't really offensive no, 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 player no. either. I'm just saying, those are, those are the top Ds. Pronger, McKinnis, yeah, Havanoff, Salvador. Jackman wasn't a point scorer. No. So, yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah, that, that, that just never existed. And the fact they're all right-handed, I mean, you put all three of those yeah. guys on different pairs. Yeah. And, I mean, you've got an elite defenseman out there at all times during the game. You've got Dunn, you got Petrangelo, you got Falk, you got Pareko. Gee, Manitli. That's I don't, ridiculous. I don't know how you I don't know how you can come up with a better defensive core than that. I mean not, you don't? not I mean I mean all around. <laughs> just don't. I mean not necessarily like hard nosed, kick ass defensive defenseman. I'm just talking like all around and kicking ass in the ozone and, and producing offensively too. Well, um, let's face it. I mean, you even got guys like Carl Gunnarsson and Robert Bertuzzo who are going to make an NHL roster in any NHL team. So it's not like you have those four guys and two other schlubs out there. You've got a quality NHL defense. So yeah, if you can keep those three right-handed defensemen together, Jesus Christ, look out. That's unbelievable. If uh, Falk can keep it up. Yeah, and and that's the thing. I mean, Falk is like a huge key to this to in this in this entire thing. It really is. Uh, how he plays. I mean, it's, it's massive. Um and I think he knows it too. And he was adamant. He was outspoken about how uh his play was disappointing this last season. So he knows he's got to be better. But then again, you know, you, you, you we've all heard this from players in the past. Chris Stewart stands out in in my mind. Uh, about how he constantly would, I mean, he, he had a great start with us. Fantastic. I mean, he was lighting it up, but then he just fell off the cliff and did absolutely nothing for forever. And every so often he was asked about, you know, about his play. And he was like, yeah, I got to be better. I got to be better. I got to, you know, do more of this, do more of that. And he never did. So, I mean, it's one thing to say it. It's another thing to actually produce on the ice. So, uh, I mean, Falk knows it. So, um, and, and, but he's done it you know, over time. So, uh, in, in Carolina. So, so we'll see my, my analysis after the first in the first period in this game was, was far too many giveaways and mishandles. That's not hard to analyze. Uh, just overall, just really sloppy play, not enough shots being put towards Crawford. So, and, but this ends up being pretty much the analysis for the entire game. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'll just add and a hundred percent, everything Kurt said there is true. I just, after the first period, I posted on Twitter um, that, you know, this was kind of expected. You're going to see a little bit of more of a sloppy start to the game. But as long as they improve throughout the game, period by period, then you have nothing to worry about. You know, they could lose 7 nothing. Yeah. But as they long got worse. <laughs> yeah. As long as they improved, it was going to be fine. And, yeah, it it got worse. I mean, Minute by minute, it seemed like the Blues got worse. So it was, it was again like exhibition. Yeah, I mean they yeah they 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 started pressing, doing the same thing that wasn't working. It was like they were getting desperate because they didn't have a plan B. 
It was. It was. And then they, then they took, they took, they, they went, to and they went old school blues, taking penalties out of frustration from not playing as well as they probably should have. So I mean, there was that that slash on uh, who was it? Uh, Belay? No, Perron. What was that? Who who took the slashing? The bad slash from uh, Perron didn't take a bad penalty tonight. So. You no. know things are going bad for <laughs> Yeah, things are so strange. Perron's not taking off his own penalty. <laughs> um, um, I thought real quick on the first period, I wanted to add, uh, it was funny. Again, my sister-in-law, I was watching with her. We were all over at my in-laws tonight for my son's birthday, and we're sitting there watching the game. She's not a big hockey fan, so uh, when Pareko took that goalie interference penalty in the open, she goes, oh. well, he was shoved into him. And I'm like, uh, yeah, see, but I'm like, uh, I know that. I know that see, play. I've been shoved into a goalie where I had time to stop and I didn't stop. So that's how I felt that play went. Here's the deal with that play. Is Nick that Kiprios was shoved into Grand <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> I, you know, and, and our broadcast team, God love them. And again, I'll do the Darren Kimball thing where it's God love, God love them. And then you criticize them. Um, <laughs> So God love him, but you know um, he's trying to spin this, uh, you know, in Preco's favor. Is oh he's just trying to he's just pushed in. I'm like, no, he. I mean, he he was trying to go between the defender and the goalie, and he didn't make enough of an effort to get out of the way of the goalie. That's a penalty all day long. I yep. I, I, yeah. I don't I don't I I don't understand uh, Pang's analysis of that. I, I mean, I like I like Pang a lot. But uh, I mean, I get the I get the homerism aspect of it, you know, the, on, the, on the on Fox Sports Midwest. But come on, that's that's a penalty well, all day long. Again, we've all and not not Bill because Bill's the on the other side of it is the goalie. But Kurt, I know you've done the same thing as me. You you get I, shoved kind of at the edge of the crease, and you're like, "Well, I got shoved into him," and it's like, Je- "Dude, you had a good five feet to stop before you ran into him." Jeff, Jeff, I <laughs> high sticked a goalie hard on purpose because I was checked and my stick was in the air. And I'm like, Psh, "I can pull, I can pull this off as like follow through on the check on, on getting checked, right?" And I whap. And I got him good right on the side of the mask as I was going down for me and checked. And I did not get a penalty. So, I mean, you, you get away with what you can get away with. And uh, Pareko didn't get away with that. Even though he wasn't yeah, being I mean, like I very – he wasn't being I would malicious. Have done the, I would have done the same thing. It's, well, I got shoved, you know, so what am I supposed to do? But it's like, yeah, you had enough time to stop. You're, Bill, you're good. Bill, being, being a, a, a goalie uh, in your day – um, how many times have you gotten run into, um, and where you thought as on purpose a lot, a lot, a <laughs> lot. And I would like to say on behalf of the goalie union, uh, F you, F both of you. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you expect it. Um, that's what fear said I, on the, on when Ponder had him on, uh, when Kiprio, that's amazing to me is that when Kiprio dove on Fear's knee, that happens, uh, you know, half a dozen times a game, at least. So anyway, Bill, sorry. Yeah, I I think it happened a lot more frequently, you know, back back in the you know uh, the less penalized days of the uh, '80s and '90s. Um, you know, I I think now the the speed of the game is such that you can get away with it. Uh, looking at you, Chris Kreider on Carey Price in 2012. Still <laughs> that. Um, but you know, it, it it's. Uh, it is part of the game. It is expected. Um, it's an know, unfortunate I, part of the game, but it is part of the game. Brian Sutter. Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, I totally expect that call to be made tonight. And, you know, it's an expedit exhibition game, you know, um, uh, I was, what I was shocked about was actually seeing people complain about it on Twitter, but you know, I guess we're all in preseason form too. People how complain about that on Twitter? Be, I was going to say, how can you complain? How can you be surprised by people complaining on Twitter? That's all <laughs> yeah. Twitter's for. <laughs> do, do you know what, do you know what a penalty I thought was a uh, horse shit was the, uh, the penalty on Blay, the cross check in front, uh, on the blues power play. When uh, he, he yeah. cross checked, who was it? It was it was not. I mean, all yeah, he it did. Was, it was uh, oh, Dehan, who had been penalized twice already in the game. So. Yeah, he, just just cross, just a slight little bump in front, and he fucking fucking dives face first into the ice and gets the call. I'm like, and they scored on that power play. The Hawks did. I'm like, motherfucker. Um, I good good on him for his team for you know drawing a penalty and scoring on it, but. Jesus Christ, that, that was a complete dive, and Blaine knew it, and, and, and that was a bad call, a terrible call, terrible call. Um, giveaways galore in this game. Uh, uh, McEachern and uh, who, who, the Hawks' second goal, that bad giveaway was McEachern, I was McEachern and somebody else in the, in the, in the D zone. Who, who was on defense? There was a miscommunication and a bad giveaway, and they scored. Anyway. Was it um, Mikola or Gunnarsson? It might have been Gunnarsson. I don't think it was Mikola. Um, tw- so 12 shots on goal in the second period we had, the Blues did, and the shot the Hawks had six, and, the, and we lose the period 2 nothing. That's the game right there. I mean, that's, 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 that's in, in a nutshell. I mean, we we had 12 shots, and, and somebody posted on Twitter that we had uh, – I was a Hawks fan, I think um, – that we dominated play five on five as far as course he goes. Uh, but uh, the Hawks were just more opportunistic on the scoring chances. I'm like, I'm watching this game. I'm like, I, I, I don't know. I'm not buying that. I, I mean, there, it was back and forth play. It was sloppy as shit, but I wouldn't say the blues dominated anything in this game. I mean, but from a Corsi perspective, it's driven by shots. It's shots and shot attempts. Shots so, and shots in so zone yeah, blues, and where the puck is. By that metric. Yeah. By that metric, the Blues were dominating five-on-five play. They just, yeah. The problem was they weren't high-quality shots. And they were mishandling everything. Their hockey sense, uh, was, uh, which is a term that's get, gotten to be really quickly, way overused, it's annoying, uh, hockey sense, um, their hockey sense sucked tonight. It was just a bad decision-making all over the ice. Um, as far as, uh, and I'm not a guy who says shoot, shoot, but Jesus Christ, how many, how many good chances did they pass up to try a quick little slip pass or something? And it didn't work out. Um, too, yeah. I, I, I don't know. It just didn't, didn't, especially with the ice being the way it was apparently, um, which is, a, which is a problem, by the way. If you're playing three games a day on the same sheet of ice and as the day goes on, the ice gets worse and worse. That's a problem. Yeah. It's, it's going to well, be better. It'll get better. The Blues had the Blues had the second game, and the Canucks and Jets are playing the third game tonight. And I mean, the ice doesn't look any better, but it looks like the Canucks, at least. Um, well, I mean, the the my t- 
Chromecast has stopped working, but um, the Jets had the lead, and it was it was a a shot from the point, you know, and it looked like the Canucks had figured out shoot the damn puck. I, I mean, the, do you guys think the Blues? The, I'm thinking the Blues' problem might be they don't have people there telling them when to shoot. <laughs> yeah. That might be the issue. <laughs> that was one of the funniest tweets from yesterday. Uh, the Flyers. I don't know if you guys saw that. The Flyers' uh, official account <laughs> tweeted out, "This may be the first time we've had a power play in 26 years that somebody hasn't screamed shoot." <laughs> they need oh my god you know what if i would i'd be i'd probably be fired if i if i was running the the audio if i was in charge of playing the audio clips for (laughs) i'd be playing shoot clips you know when they're on the power play they got the power play pucks to the point uh a little indecision shoot shoot i'd be playing that left and right just just for committee value oh my god uh, Bill, you see, you, you were you watching the game? How are you watching it? My NHL uh, feed is not playing. Is it uh, channel? It's it has stopped. I was watching it on. Uh, it was the uh, Canucks Sportsnet feed, um, but it has uh, abruptly ended. So, um, see, I, I am no longer watching it. I was. Um, I've got no feed for the uh, Winnipeg Vancouver um, on the National TV app. There's no feed available. Uh, it was supposed to be. I think I had selected a different game. I think I selected. Um, I don't. My YouTube TV tonight. It said the Blues were playing the Sharks. So I, I think you know a lot of people are the people responsible <laughs> for the programming are confused about who's playing who. Um, well, but no, well, I, I was. I was watching. I was watching the uh, Canucks Jets. Um, Sportsnet feed, um, and it is a it's a Canucks centric feed. Maybe it's coming back up. I'm oh, trying it now. Between periods. I'm trying. I'm in between periods. That's why you're not going to get it. Okay, I'm um, trying so now. Turn off your damn TV. Yeah. You were on a podcast before. Yeah. God. <laughs> that was my that was my phone. None of that stinking root beer. <laughs> no, I knew it was the uh, I knew it was the Canucks feed because it was, you know, all BC ads all over the boards. See, that, that's weird well, because I, I, I had the NHL TV app on my on my Roku, and it says no feeds available. So I go to the NHL TV app on my phone, and I can and I got the feed, and I can cast it to my TV via Chromecast. How why so, how is that a okay, thing? Okay, okay, okay. I think I I thought maybe the, I was the only one having this issue, but maybe you're having the issue too. Log out and log back in, and all of a sudden I have to do that every time I log into the NHL TV app, and all of a sudden all the feeds will populate on Roku. So, on your Roku, yeah, that's what I've oh. had to do. Okay, well, I'm just I'm just casting it from my phone now, which is fine. It's that's all the same, but yeah, that's messed Keep up. That, there's a special tip for all of you uh, listening who have a Roku, maybe having issues with NHL TV. That's what you um, need. We need a segment each show, just the tip from Jeff Ponder. <laughs> just the tip from Jeff Ponder. Just see how it feels. Um, <laughs> see how that feels. <laughs> just the um, tip from so Jeff Ponder. How's that feel? <laughs> there you go. There's the name of the new segment. That's I'm coming up with a graphic. Our, our, our recurring <laughs> weekly segment. I, I like it. it. I like it. I, I'm I'm making the graphic tomorrow morning. That's it's happening. <laughs> that is awesome. 
I love that right. so much. Oh, we're doing we're that. Doing I it. don't care if you want yeah. to or not. <laughs> no, I'm doing it. I'm down. <laughs> By the way, uh, I have finished off, Bill. I have finished off the uh, French Toast uh, Founders uh, Howler that I brought back from uh, Founders Brewery in Michigan. So, you yeah. have some of that so uh, left over, some more again. of your beer left over? Well, I, I say finished off, but I got this much left in the uh, in the glass. I was going to say, next time I come over, I'll try some of it. Mm. I am all out. You got to go to Michigan. All right. I'll stop up there on the way to your house. Sorry. That's right. Um, okay. So we, we don't need to break down this game, I think, no. period by period, no. really, because it's not worth it. It's For one, it's an exhibition game. And two, it wasn't a very good game for the Blues. But I thought overall, um, the best players for the Blues, I thought Bennington was great. I did too. I loved his game. I thought he looked fantastic. Wasn't getting a lot of help out there. And uh, I thought, again, Justin Falk had a really good game. Uh, I thought, or not Piranha, Tarasenko looked ready to go, which was, you know, obviously very big positive. And I actually like Jaden Schwartz's game too. I thought he uh, played really well in the offensive zone. Didn't seem to turn the puck over a lot. One of the few blues that didn't. And um, kind of in the right position. I just felt like, all night, the Blues were just kind of uh, reacting rather than making the play. But I felt like uh, Jaden Schwartz was a guy who uh, was constantly finding himself in the right position. I liked uh, Thomas's game tonight, too. Yeah. Uh, I thought, I thought he was good. Was yeah. Yeah. Thomas, uh, you know, the, the problem was, um, you know, his, I, I like that line. I like Bozak, Thomas, and, and uh, Blake. I think that that could be an effective line, um, you know, so long as, you know, uh, Blay is giving Thomas a, you know, an outlet where Blake can finish. Um, I thought Thomas, you know, was the one guy on the blues that could handle the puck with the shitty ice. Um, yeah. You know, he, yeah. he looked, he looked effective. Um, he looked dangerous. He was in the right spots. It just, you know, just for whatever reason, you know, couldn't, couldn't get the, uh, you know, on, get it to Blair Bozak in the right spot. Then again, uh, he could shoot, shoot a little bit more too. But Andrew Kern in the Facebook chat uh, says, uh, apparently we we're talking about Gunnarsson at some point says not pronounced Carl. It's boom, boom, which, which is, it's just funny to me because that, how many players do you know? That have a sarcastic nickname, because that that nickname was given to him because he does not have a good shot. <laughs> it's it's, sarca it's sarcasm. There's not many, hmm. if any. I I'm not coming up with any. On on the current Blues, no. Um, but my favorite favorite derogatory nickname of a hockey player of all time was Andre Red Light Rassico, who backed <laughs> up Mon backed up Patrick Waugh in uh in the I think it was the uh 92-93 season um after Hayward went to the Sharks and uh oh. he got one shutout that season and uh his comment was red light means stop too <laughs> Hey, we're going to the Sharks too. Also led to one of the the first one of the first iconic masks in the NHL was the uh, the teeth and the everything. That was Hayward. I, I would disagree about it being one of the first iconic masks. The, okay, I'm the sorry. Paint jobs, the paint jobs in the '70s, but the I, right. I will right. agree the style of masks, the 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 cage, you know, the the combo 
uh, or not the combo, but the uh, uh, the one piece with the uh, cat eye cage. Yes. Um, yeah. Brilliant. I, Brilliant. What? And only bested by, I think, Steve Shields uh, when it comes to sharks masks. The uh, yeah, one of the first was wrong. That's there's that, but you know what I was going with, going with her. An iconic mask. Yeah. Yes. I just thought of a good uh, a good ironic nickname. Um, back when uh, Kurt was playing high school hockey, uh, Kurt Hershey Squirts Price, right? <laughs> that was your nickname. <laughs> what? You, were you saving that for like two years waiting to use it? Yeah. And now is as good a time as any. Oh, you're talking about iconic nicknames. That's a good one. You know what? My last name is Price. There's all kinds of things you can do with that, and you choose Price is wrong, bitch. <laughs> uh, well, you know, that and, happened a lot. Had there been high school hockey, he would have played for the Freeburg Midgets. Right. Yeah, right. My brother, who uh, attended, is younger than me, uh, one, of, one of my brothers, uh, Freeburg didn't have a hockey team when I was there, an ice hockey team, but they did when he was there, so he played for them. So, I always lamented the 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 fact that uh, we didn't have a team when uh, I was there, and he, and they did when he was there. So, um, some of the most exciting hockey I've ever watched in my life was uh, were his playoff games against uh, in, in the area. Oh my god! Oh, played at uh, East Alton Ice Rink mostly. Oh my god! So I just I don't know. Probably because I was uh, you know I went to Freeburg. My brother's on the team. I'm like into it more. But holy shit! And there were some good teams. There was some there was some good hockey being played, and it was fucking exciting. And I totally get. I think at that point in my life, I totally got um, the. And granted, this is a different. This is not at the same level. But I understood. I understand now the Minnesota State College Hockey Tournament that goes on and how crazy it is and how rabid fans are and how excited they get. I get it because this little tournament, this little thing we had down here in, in uh, Southeast, uh, Southwestern Illinois uh, did that for me. My God, uh, what does that do for people in Minnesota? Shit. So anyway, where were we? <laughs> Not talking about this game. Blues are terrible. <laughs> Next topic. Hershey squares. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> With the last name of Price, you you can do better. Come on, <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, a price check has been used, so let's 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 evolve past that. And I used to wear glasses when I played too. I mean, back in the day, a long time ago, before I got contacts. I was actually called. You know, it's funny. I was like in high school playing hockey, I had glasses on, and a guy said, "A guy called me Four Eyes." Some older guy. I was playing in the men's league, and he called me Four Eyes. I'm like, really, Four Eyes? That's what you came with. Okay. I, I don't give a shit. That's, that's some weak chirping. <laughs> it is weak shit. You, 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 come on. There's all, I mean, my last name is Price. It's on my jersey. You can do better. <laughs> um, Benjamin was strong. Allen, not as, he's always fine. Not as strong. I thought his, his goal was leaky, but whatever. Um, yeah. The, uh, one of the Kubali goals, the one he had look at, yeah, yeah, the one he had look at, yeah, under his arm, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, it, it's not. I wouldn't go so far as to call it classic Jake, but he was a little deep in the net. It's um, whatever. I don't, it's it's I don't weaker. I don't care. I'm not. No, I'm not going to write Jake. He's he's had a good season. If yep. you know, if if he gets forced into a into one of our playoff games and he gives up something like that in a couple of weeks, I'll be pissed. 
for what what's interesting about Allen too is that Allen, we all know, despite what a small section of the Blues fan base uh, says, we all know on this show for a fact that Allen is notoriously up and down uh, with with far too many downs than we'd prefer. Right? Correct? I think we can all agree with this. So, yes. um, so he has had a great season for the Blues. But with the 140 days off, how does that affect him? Because does he just pick up where he left off? I don't think you can necessarily assume that. My uh, biggest because, question is because they, they played him purposely against Dallas because he has good numbers against Dallas. Do we see him play against Dallas in the Ron Robin game? I don't think we see I him play at all. So. No, I, I assume he'll get one game. You think so? I think that'll be the game. Yeah. Oh, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't think so. I think he'll get a game and that's going to be the game based on, based on yeah, the way Bennington. I, mean, I don't think so. Let's, let's yeah, wager. I, you, let's bet something. Got, yeah, uh, <laughs> let's bet. Let's, let's do it. All right. What, <laughs> we'll put a beer on it. We'll put a beer on um, it. I win. You drive back to Michigan and get me some more. No, uh, some we'll put a centerized yes, beer on it. I like we'll this. Put, we'll put a centerized beer on it. Uh, all right. How about an entire night's you... worth of, of a tab at Center Ice Brewery? <laughs> no, that's a lot of money. Not I for, would for some people. For this bet, for this bet, that's a little heavy. Um, no, it's no, not. I'll, you I'll guys do, are pussies. Do, you just don't believe in yourselves. I'll do, I'll do a four pack of Tall Boys from Center Ice. All right, I'm good with that. that. Gets one game so in the what's the robin. so what's the three way bet here? What do you what do you say? Who what's the bet? I mean, I'm saying Bennington plays. What well, is it? Just Dallas, or are all, or what are we saying? All the all all the games, or just Dallas. I Who think, plays no, against Dallas? I'm saying Allen's playing I, against Dallas. That's all yeah, I care I, about. I agree. Okay. I so, say he. So I say he doesn't. Is, yeah. So the bet is, if if we win, you buy us both, which a four pack of okay. beers, and if. You know, if we lose, then you buy us both four pack of beers. Which I, which uh, I'm pulling up the schedule here. Which I don't, I don't have the uh, round robin. I think it's the second game. game. The second game. Uh, No, I'm saying I'm Bennington plays. He uh, he plays. I I I think you know, just even with Chicago tonight, you know, putting Subban in for half the game. You know, the Blues only put Allen in for, you know, for the third period. Yeah. You've got to be prepared, especially you can't, you can't put that's what old goalie in. Right. I agree. But I think, sorry, I think the, it, the Dallas that, game is the third game, August 9th. Mm, so I was going to say that, okay, being the third I game is different because at be, that point you've got strategy, right? If screw, it's the second game, screw it. if it's the second game, it could go either way. The, the last game, you know, if the Blues have, you know, are are going to uh, go for the top spot, maybe you do go with Bennington. But I still think he'll get that game. I guess it depends on what's what's at risk. Um, I still say you get Bennington as much work as you can. Um, it's, we've been up for so long. It's only three games. Um, I'm he's playing. I'm, I'm saying he's playing. Um, I, I I don't think you I don't think you take that 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 uh, that valuable time away from Bennington. Now we're start we're talking starting here, not like mm-hmm. playing Sorry, at all. Not, okay. No, no. Okay. I I think that okay. Bennington Bennington's a confidence goalie, <laughs> and he'll handle any situation you throw at him. 
Jake is not a confidence goalie. Okay. He's I, he he needs he needs to get his feet wet. I'm not disagreeing with you, but for the sake of the bet, I will say that Bennington starts against Dallas. That's what I was saying. So and then uh, so uh, uh, center ice. What all of a sudden it's a four pack now. Four. It's a yeah. Yeah, okay. Here we go. Let's just finish this because we've talked about this for way too long. <laughs> Kurt, if you're right and Bennington plays, both Bill and I will buy you a four pack. All right. Yeah. So you get eight beers total. Yep. I will buy you one and Bill will buy you one. Yep. Uh, if you're wrong, you buy both of us a four pack. Fair enough. Deal. Done deal. All right. All right. And it right, doesn't matter topic. if, if uh, Jordan Biddington gets injured in the first game and Jake has to play because of that. <laughs> we still win. <laughs> On a technicality, I'm, sure. I'm okay. I'm, All right. If you if right if you now. if you can live with that, then fine. <laughs> that works. All right. I, I'm not going to be able to live with it. I'll. <laughs> All right. Yeah. See, the only, my only question I'll be is responded if that's the case. Uh, I, I'm I, for the sake of the bet, just for fun, let's do it. Okay, I, I could, because that, that's 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 three games from now, and a lot can happen between now and then as far as injuries go, or whether the Blues need that game or not. Whatever. This, but for the sake of it, now, assuming they do need that game, I think they need to place. Okay. All right. So. All right. Um, so anyway, I know this was an exhibition game, and I'm not gonna. I, I don't want to get too worked up over this horrible game. With that said, does it bother you guys at all that it's the, it's it's the only exhibition game the Blues have had before the round robin round robin starts on Sunday, um, and the Blues looked for they looked awful. Um, Doesn't bother me one bit. Okay, so even though uh, Barube before the game started said they were. Since it was their only game, they were going for it. They were going to put to put forth a good effort. I know Petrangelo said after the. I know, but Petrangelo said after the game, "We'll be ready for Sunday. We got this behind us. It's all talk. All of it is. They they will be better ready for Sunday. It's going to be a completely different game. So I, against Col- I really I feel like I think that you can. And again, I know we said like quote unquote exhibition game. Because, you know, Blues-Blackhawks, it's never really an exhibition game. I mean, somebody said earlier, the game between Edmonton and Calgary, you know, if you saw that, that wasn't much of an exhibition game. You're not going to see that in a real preseason game. But, um, you know, and then Florida and Tampa Bay, I know they kind of got into it earlier today too. Uh, But, uh, no, I think think that the the Blues are going to come into the game saying we got this let's treat it like a playoff game you know we're going to go full steam we got to win this we got to win this but at the end of the day when it's all over and you lose the game you just say you know what guys as much as we were getting hyped up for it it was just an exhibition game real fucking hockey starts on sunday and i i think they are going to be ready and it does not bother me one bit the performance we saw tonight do you guys care at all I mean, okay, I know you care some, or maybe a lot, but um, in the end, does it really matter? Round robin stuff. I mean, is, I mean, yes, who you play, yes, it matters, but um, would it upset you a whole lot if the Blues finish fourth, for example? Say they lose all the games. Um, obviously, that's that's a concern, but you almost have to approach it in a way that these are preseason games practice games not i mean they're gonna try and win them don't get me wrong but these are games they have under their belt 
in the round robin. Um, so after this is over, the four games under the belt when the round of 16 starts. So personally to me, yeah, I'd rather finish first, obviously. But if they finish third, fourth, whatever, that's okay too because at this point, at that point, they'll have four games under their belt as far as being played. Three meaningful or more meaningful than the first one. Um, so they should be at least more prepared for the round of 16 than they were for tonight's game against the Blackhawks. What do you, I mean, do you guys, I mean, are you guys like putting a lot of weight on this round robin tournament or are you like, no. well, wherever they finish is where they finish. The way I look at it is they, um, yes, they're going to come out to play. And if they lose every game, it's concerning in the sense of, holy shit, they might have needed a couple more games to prepare themselves. But at the end of the day, they are the reigning champions. They've been there before. I mean, you look at, again, not to bring up the storyline from last year, but, you know, the, the surge that that team went on, proved that they can turn the corner very quickly. And that's basically the same roster we're seeing with a couple minor exceptions. Um, and I think that the the qualifying round, too, is going to be kind of a crapshoot. You know, I know we we have got the round robin coming up, and, and we'll see where teams place after that. But, I mean, I would hate to be a, a team that's finished in the top eight of the Western Conference but still has to play their win into the playoffs because let's say they have a bad exhibition game. Then they have two bad games in a row. After that, it takes the third game for them to really kind of start playing. Well, still, even if you play well in one game, one bounce will kill you. Yep. So like, I think at the end of the day, yes, you want the top seed. You want to play against the lowest team, but I think we might see some crazy upsets in this qualifying round because I think there's just going to be a, a, a preparedness factor that is going to seep its way into the early part of each series. So having said that, it doesn't matter you play in the first round if you're the Blues, the Knights, the Stars, or the Avalanche. It doesn't matter. You you just, you know, if you want to prove you're the best, you got to go through the best. So I don't they, think it's going to be a major issue for any team that's wanting to go deep. They could have up. I mean, the Blues opponent could have up to five games played already under the belt, too. Mm -hmm. So that's that's a big deal. Yeah, I mean, look, the national media um, in the U.S. made a lot out of you know the the Bruins. the The Bruins had the most to lose by the NHL going to this round robin format, right? It's it, that's the the fucking entitlement argument. I'm sorry, <laughs> it, you know things are what they are. Uh, now you're you're you know things have been a little more um, you know equalized. You know having to play through the round robin to to guarantee your seed, but. I, I agree that this tournament is going to be very unpredictable. You know, teams aren't what they were. You know, you've got the players coming back from injury, but you also have guys who have been taking a long time off, right? You know, these guys aren't used to playing this time of year. Maybe some people aren't going to be into it. Maybe, you know, maybe you'll see teams get down two games and are like, fuck it, let's go home, right? I want to go see my wife and kids. Maybe you'll see that, 
you know, I, I know people don't want to hear that because they're supposed to be professional athletes. This is what they get paid. But this is a crazy time in the world. Why why would you want to be stuck in, in you know? They've just I'll seen their kids for 140 days. <laughs> right. Well, I think that's what makes it harder, to Bill's point, is the fact right. that you just spent so much time with them, and now you're being ripped away from them for so long. Yeah. I think it makes it more difficult. I mean, yeah, but, it, I mean, they're hockey players. I mean, you know how it is. It's their job. I mean, it's... They love their kids, unlike you. Wow. You're talking to me or Jeff? (laughs) Because I'll laugh at one, I'll be offended at the other. I'll laugh at both. I'm the only one here that doesn't have kids. Uh, That you know of. I won't I won't yeah, that I know of. I won't I won't make those jokes. Um that's why I'm here. uh, Yeah. The uh, you know, <laughs> I, I just I think that this out of any sporting competition, um, a, a tournament style like this is is where, you know, when it, it, in the blues probably aren't going to fall prey to it because they have a lot to, you know, a lot riding on it. You know, they're the defending cup champs. Everybody wants to repeat. But a team like Montreal, I mean, they shouldn't be here, you know. Uh, the Hawks, they shouldn't be here. So they get down, you know, especially, you know, when Taves is one of the guys that didn't want to do this. You know, he's the emotional leader of that Hawks team. Who's, you know, they get down two games, you know, in a best of five series, right? It's best of five or they're not yep. doing best, best of seven. Five. No, right? best of five, it's, yeah. You get down two games, just like packing in, let's, let's go. Yeah, but what about the reverse, Bill? What about the fact that, let's say, the Blackhawks take game one, all of a sudden, wouldn't it be, holy shit, guys, we could do this. We can totally do this. And and I will say that the Hawks are the one team, you know, they they still have a, a, have a core guys from that group. Right, you know, not that Seabrook's here, but you've got Taves, you've got King, you've got uh, Keith Crawford, you've got Crawford. Sod's been through it. You know, they they could ride out of the first round with momentum, and who knows where it goes from there. And they're playing Edmonton, so you know, and 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 recent history, Edmonton has been a disappointment. I mean, they've been exciting at times, but. They've not, you know, they're beautiful. They they, right. They haven't answered the defensive and goaltending problems. Sure. And, uh, you know, and Crawford's a guy who can play very well um, over time. So, and he's right. healthy now, apparently. Right, if he doesn't get COVID or concussion. <laughs> right. Those are his two weaknesses. Those are his kryptonite. Um, COVID and concussions. The two C's. <laughs> Quinn, um, let me real wait, quick. Wait. Not, Corey not, COVID concussion Crawford. Oh, he's got the C alliteration going. Oh my God. Yes. I like that. Um, let me ask you guys real quick, and we don't, you know, not to go down this rabbit hole, but you think of the Blackhawks, if I don't know, if somehow they knew, hey, if we top if we finish in the top 13, uh 12 of the conference, we're going to make the playoffs. You think they still make that trade to Vegas, trading uh, Robin no. Lehner? No. No. Me either. Mm, no, you can't. Because they got you Colin can't. Delia and uh, Malcolm Subban 
if right. uh, if if Crawford falters. That's not good yeah. enough to me. But but here's the thing though, is that I mean, but Crawford's the number one. Yeah. No, if yeah, I, he is. I would, so I would but, argue so that I would argue that if the Hawks don't make that trade, Crawford doesn't go on this trip. You've got Robin Leonard there. He's going to be your starting goalie. Possibly. Yeah, possibly. But I mean, they got, I mean, you you've got, risk, you don't want to risk infecting other players and you don't want to risk another concussion that could end his career. If you have a healthy Robin Leonard, you don't, you know, just like Seabrook, Seabrook's not playing because he's still recovering from three major surgeries that, that he had at the same time. Good. You're not going to risk the rest of his career. Good. Wakey, wakey, yeah. Brent. Yeah, exactly. Good. <laughs> not to be yeah. a spiteful, so hateful, wrong, I'm not, angry I'm Blues fan. I'm not lamenting the, the fact that he's not there. I'm just saying that <laughs> they would be protective. You know, they, they think that, at, at least for Crawford, you still think he's got something left in the tank. Um, you're, you're not going to risk him for a tournament where you're going in as the 12th seed. Keith, Keith was the wakey-wakey. Seabrook dealt the hit. So right, right, yeah. But just, he's still a son of a bitch. They can he can he can yeah. he can suck my two cents. <laughs> he can uh, feel just the tip. Yeah, it's just the tip. <laughs> yeah, we're doing that, man. It's just, <laughs> that is so funny. Oh, and if you want some logos or some imagery for that, oh hell, we can do that. Oh, it'll be fun. <laughs> Just the tip of Jeff Ponder. Maybe that'll maybe that'll just be like the maybe I'll do like a, a Twitter live before every blues game and just call it just the tip. And you thought Ponder this was clever. Oh no. Uh, I really wasn't. <laughs> uh so uh pick an upset first round. What do you I mean for the qualifying round? If 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 there were to be an upset, or even if you want to go off the board and say, hey, you know what? I think this. What do you think? Upset. Bill? I've got one in oh. mind. Okay, go ahead, Kurt. Um, I'm going to yeah, say Hawks go over I'm... Hawks over Oilers. That's me. Yeah. Um. Not that I think it's going to happen, but I I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be shocked. Even though mm. even though they didn't play good tonight, the Blues played like ass. You know, I think I saw Keith Jones on uh, commented that oh, the Hawks played good tonight. No, they didn't. They didn't play good. The the Blues played terrible, and the, the Hawks played better than that. They didn't play good. I don't think. I thought it was, I thought I thought this was a, this was a pretty shitty game all around. Both both teams were kind of mishandling the puck. They weren't very good. It was not a good game, good game to watch. It all around both teams, and the Hawks were better than the Blues, but the Blues were ass. So that doesn't mean the Hawks were great. But still, with that said. You know, I'll take the Hawks um, over Edmonton. I how about uh, what do you think about Nashville, Arizona? Yeah, I think I, that one I could think, be very uh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, as far the as Coyotes yeah. over the Preds. If, yeah, that's if, if I had to predict one upset, um, I think that's that's where it would be. You wouldn't I, take Montreal I, over I, Pittsburgh, I, Bill? No. Oh hell no! <laughs> hell no! <laughs> No, I'll be very tuned into the Arizona Nashville series. I actually, uh, yeah, me I think too. that one's going to get interesting. I can see that one going five games. Yeah, yeah. And let's, I, I'm, actually, you know, at this point, as a Blues fan, we've got to be rooting for the Predators, right? Because the Coyotes have had the Blues' number. 
I don't yeah. even care at this point. I really don't. But yeah. I get that. I get the point. But I don't. I. It's been so long. I don't even care anymore. From a goaltending perspective, I. I. You know, as as good as Pekarene has been, um, you know, there's still debate. You know, there's still debate going into this whole thing. You know, who's going to get the start? Is it Rene? Is it Soros? Um, Kemper and Ranta. Oh man, if there's a dark hole. Dark horse goalie <laughs> in the <laughs> NHL that I would be afraid of. It's dark hole. Dark hole. Dark hole. Bills do segment. This is this is a good show. This is a good show. We've got all kinds of different <laughs> things going on here. <laughs> Just a tip. See how that feels with Jeff Fonder, <laughs> Dark Hole with Bill Day, and Hershey Squirts with Kurt Price. See again. I, okay, I'll give you that one, but I, I'm not. I'm not. We that's need, a. We, yeah. We need random. a new one. It's we'll, random. We'll it's come random. up with a better one for you. Yeah. It's very random. Kurt, you have about five minutes to come up with your porn sounding topic. I've got. I mean, you know, what, uh, Price is hard. That's a good one right there. Price is hard. Um, yeah, about the price is wrong, bitch. Price is wrong, bitch. You know, that's been done too. Again, I'm I'm looking for, I'm, I'm not against reusing uh, a golden oldie, but, uh, you know, originality is good too. Um, so the Blues play Colorado Sunday, August 2nd in Edmonton. This game counts. Uh, unlike tonight, thank God. Um, so uh, this game counts for seeding purposes. Uh, the Blues by three games uh, against uh, uh, was it uh, Colorado, Dallas, and um, I'm drawing blank. Who is it? Colorado, Dallas, Vegas. and uh, Vegas, Vegas. Uh, so to determine seating for Vegas the, uh, and Dallas games uh, Thursday and Sunday yes. the ninth, Sunday the ninth, uh, and they are uh, they are TVD at this point. And we have a bet going on for the Dallas game as far as who starts in net for the Blues. I say Bennington, uh, Bill and Ponder say Allen. So we shall see uh, what happens there. Um, we'll have a show yeah. before then. Yes, we will. I'm thinking next Wednesday, uh, August 5th. Yeah. Is probably as... a good bet for our next show. I didn't check the schedule. There's no, no game and, Wednesday. And I will add, guys, if you're interested, uh, let's just say there's a couple former players who came on to the Past to the Future episodes who are interested in coming on during these playoffs. So maybe we'll have a special guest to talk about some playoff hockey. Looking forward to it. That'd be great. We'll see. I, I like I said, I sat in on the Fear interview, and that was amazing. So that was I was that was fun. Yeah, I'll tell you right now, we've had uh, uh, Carlo Koliakovo, uh Braided Bullig um, and Mike Weaver, especially, all showed interest in coming back during the playoffs to talk about uh, you know what's going on in the NHL. So cool. I think that uh, they can provide some good insight for us. Awesome! Yeah. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, the um, the games that night, um, you know, we could talk. And there's no Blues game that night, so uh, we could talk uh, Colorado Dallas. Um, mm. I think it would probably be the most interesting game, um, to us, but, uh, you know, speaking of our, uh, our, the, the dark hole goalie tandem, uh, Arizona, <laughs> play, uh, the first game, uh, and then, um, during the show, if we do time, the, uh, Hawks and Oilers. So 
I'm imagining yeah. a graphic for Bill. It's it's like the five hole, but it's like a really dark, deep mystic black hole. hole. Yeah, a black hole. a black hole where the five hole is. There's the graphic for Bill's yeah. segment. <laughs> oh man. Well, this was a good show, guys. How often, Bill, do you hope, like, oh, I really hope my superiors at work don't hear this show at all? <laughs> yeah, I, I know my boss has listened a couple times, uh, you know, on the podcast side. Um, I don't think anybody anybody I work with is still up at this hour for the most part. You know don't what? worry, Kurt, or don't worry, Bill. Kurt uh, edits all the bad stuff out. Yeah, so. uh, absolutely. Yeah, only good stuff. Mm-hmm. So the... Uh, it never it, gets used for teaser trailers. I... <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Going going back and like rewatching old stuff, like occasionally I'll like I'll pop on like uh, like to get a sound bite, sound bite or something, and I'll end up, I'll end up watching or listening to a significant portion of an episode just because it's interesting to me, um, and I hope it is for our listeners too. But um, I, I I to me personally, if I'm given the option of wa- of watching a YouTube video of our show or listening to a podcast version of our show. I I'm so much rather watch the show. Well, I mean, what do you have you? Well, it's because it's because we're all hot. That's why, yeah, right? I mean, it, you know, at least attractive dudes most of talking us. hockey. <laughs> most of us, <laughs> two of the three, two of the three dudes talking hockey. Two of the three. Hockey. Not gonna say which two. Um, no, 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 no. But uh, no, no I, I, I I mean, I have I have my favorites. I like going back to the shows and watching myself eat on the air. <laughs> trying to get complaints in iTunes comments. Eat before you come on. God. Um, <laughs> while I was say eating I, during that show, I was thinking about Donald Trump and how much I hate Oh, him. So, oh, no. Oh, is. no. This, oh, no. <laughs> No, we're getting political and, oh. and hey, God hey, damn it, hey, Bill! There is a mask mandate for next show. Just so you know, no, Everyone, everyone's no. got to wear a mask. And we all have to be. We have to be holding <laughs> guns the whole time, like or not? Yeah, <laughs> and making our wives get abortions. My body, my choice, right? I hope sign. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> the show was void of political talk for the entire show, and then we cram it all in, in the last thirty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Um, no, it, to, to Kurt's original point, I actually went back and listened to the show after the Blues won the Cup. And uh, that was actually really entertaining to hear how excited the three of us were. I think that was like an epiphany show of sorts. Uh, it was like like a reflection. Uh, it was just nice. I, I enjoyed that quite mm-hmm. a bit. Yeah, I've watched that a couple yeah, times, yeah. actually. Yeah, being able to reflect on the payoff, right? The yes. payoff of... Yep. of lifelong you know heartache that was being a blues fan yep that that is definitely my the my favorite show that we've ever done yep me too yeah i agree for sure yep all uh, right before we close up i want to add a couple comments uh first of all austin lynch who has been asking me about joining the ponder cup tournament um he uh asks if the tourney doesn't happen do we get refunds yes austin uh respond in the chat there for you but in case you already went to bed and you're listening to this later um yes you will get a refund so anyone who wants to sign up for the stanley ponder cup memorial tournament uh happening november 21st i think it's a saturday the saturday before thanksgiving you would know i don't know i think it's dude it's it's so hard to remember dates i'm terrible with dates it's it's before thanksgiving Uh, 
Yeah, it's the Saturday before Thanksgiving, Saturday, November 21st. That is correct. Uh, at uh, uh, Cooney Park, um, the Midwest Sport Hockey uh, Roller Hockey Tournament. Sign up over at dropinstl.com. Click on the menu option uh, 2020 SPCMT Tourney, and uh, that will take you to a page where you can sign up. So, uh, anyway, yes, uh, anyone who's in, who's interested in signing up, if you're worried about the tournament not happening, which is a possibility, uh, you will get a refund. So don't worry about that. Because you're good people. That's what you do. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm afraid that, like, because I've already been talking, and, and I really hope nobody from Midwest is listening to the show right now. Um, <laughs> I've already been talking to a couple people mid, with, with Midwest and asked them, you know, hey, do you want me to go ahead and give you, you know, some of the money I've gotten for signups? And they're like, yeah, you know, it could help. And I'm like, well, the only issue is you might have to give that money back. <laughs> and um, I was met with no response to that. So I'm like, eh, <laughs> yeah, I might wait until the actual day of the tournament right. to give them all their money. <laughs> right. Good. Good call. Good call. Yep. Yep. All right. That'll wrap up episode 76 of season eight of the original. Let's go blues. St. Louis blues. I'm fucking this up. Uh, St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening, and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook chats during the live show. We hope you hey, guys... Kurt, would you say you appreciate those people? I appreciate. That's what I appreciate about them, is well, their contribution. He, he appreciates us, so thank well, you, Austin. We appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. For Jeff Ponder and Bill Day, I'm Kurt Price. Until next time, everyone, Let's Go Blues! Let's go blues. Bill. There you go, Bill. Let's you go blues, mi- everybody. You guys, you guys are missing your cues. You really are. It's like boom, boom, boom. This, this, is, a, this is a terrible <laughs> show. They had to wait for it because they didn't earn a let's go blues. Okay. That's Fair, that's a good point. Fair enough. Just Fair tip, enough. folks. Just a tip. Just a tip. <laughs> How's that feel? <laughs> uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. (laughs) St. Louis Blues. St. Louis Blues. Have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun. They're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. Blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friends.